It's just an absolutely fantastic time to be a firefighter, specifically an American firefighter. And, and just for full disclosure, I don't give a twist about anyone else. <laughs> Enchanted Sky Media. Media. Enchanted Sky Studios in Prescott, Arizona. This is Code 3, the Firefighters Podcast, hosted by award-winning journalist Scott Orr. Code 3 features interviews with leading members of the fire service, discussing firefighting strategies, tactics, and other topics you need to know more about. Now, here's Scott. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again here on Code 3. This is the show for and about firefighters. We're informing and entertaining members of the fire service, just like you, from coast to coast. Well, FDIC 2019 is history, and a lot of you were there this time. You know, the conference was first held in 1929, and now draws in excess of 30,000 participants making it one of Indiana's biggest conventions. To find out how it went this year, my guest today is Bobby Halton. Bobby is the editor-in-chief of Fire Engineering Magazine and the education director of the FDIC. He began his career with the Albuquerque Fire Department and came up through the ranks to serve as chief of training and chief of operations. He retired in 2004 then took over chief of the Coppell, Texas Fire Department. He left that job to go to work for Fire Engineering Magazine. And Bobby Halton joins me now from his elliptical machine where he's trying to wrap up a workout. Welcome to Code 3. Pleasure to be here, Scott. Thank you for asking. Well, FDIC 2019 is wrapped up. Overall, let's start with how you think it went. Uh, it was phenomenal. We had a record-breaking attendance at the hands-on training. We were up by 300 students. Record-breaking attendance at the workshops. We are up by another 600 students there. We consequently broke our all-time standing record from last year of attendance. We went to 35,400 and some odd folks. So, phenomenal event and uh, training went fantastic. It was fantastic from beginning to end as far as I'm concerned. I imagine those high attendance numbers are what makes it possible for you to attract the high-level talent that you get every year. I, You know, I think also, Scott, you know, as you look at uh, shows, this show has been around for 93 years. That's a big deal, you know, nine, going into our 94th year. I think when you have, uh, it's called the Lindy effect, right? Anything that, the Lindy effect is a, a mathematical deal that was actually first discovered by a bunch of actors who are hanging out at a restaurant called Lindy's in New York, where they claim to have the best cheesecake in the world, but I would refute that. <laughs> I think there's better cheesecake. Anyway, what they said was, if something remains relatively stable, in other words, the premise, principles, constructs of it remain intact and true, and it runs for a year, then it runs, should run for two. And if it runs for two, it should run for four. And if it runs for four, et cetera, et cetera. So if you look at FDIC, it was originally founded as a non-ideological, non-political forum for the exchange of ideas, all ideas, about the issues, all the issues affecting fire and emergency services. And so with that premise from 1928, we've gone forward and we have not changed our mission or principles one iota. And so 
that brings us to where we are today. And so when people have a innate understanding of that construct, they feel comfortable in going there. In other words, we're not we're not there to push any political candidate. We're not there to push any ideology about the method and attack of fire. We're not there to promote any group over any other group. We're just there solely to exchange ideas and to advance the fire service. And so I think that as long as we continue to do that, we will be around for another 93 years. And you keep drawing more and more participants. I mean, this is known as the one conference to go to if you're only going to go to one. If you go to more, it's still known as the one to be at. How is it that you've managed to draw this many people from such a diverse industry? Well, again, it goes back to being true to your principles. In other words, not deviating from the mission, not trying to construct something for some type of outcome other than its original intended purpose. So in other words, say a, say a group of people came in and wanted to create a competitor at FDIC, and their goal was to uh, reconstruct a, a trade show or a, a floor show, an exhibition, is solely for the purpose of moving product. It would fail catastrophically because, well, it may, it may succeed, but it would take it 93 years to get where FDIC is. <laughs> <laughs> and very few modern people have that type of patience. And I think that we struggle constantly, diligently, as a group, to always remember that everything is for the students, and then everything else comes next. And so even with our new owners, they are absolutely aware of that mantra and completely in agreement with it. So with all that in mind, what did you have new this year that was exciting and drew some attention? Well, uh, on the hands-on side, it has to do with what has been called the pace of training. And so we had drilling at the speed of flashover, which we invested in heavily, brought in a crew that is uh, extremely versed in it and extremely experienced at it with an incredible track record and a cadre of instructors that are literally unparalleled. And they, they were every bit as successful as we knew they would be. So what does that mean? That means that we're looking at training that can, in many ways, replicate the tempo of the fire ground. Now, what's important to note there is that depending on your resources and personnel and your organization, your tempo could be radically different than, say, let's say Pocatello, Idaho versus FDNY or my volunteer department here in Limestone, Oklahoma with, you know, Detroit. Obviously, tempo pacing is going to be somewhat different. And these instructors are talented enough to cater to those parameters. That was a phenomenal success on the side of the pod, as well as several other new classes, which were just just off the charts successful. And many of the returning classes, uh, such as the uh, Fireground Drills Leverage and Tactics by Katie Johnson, which continues to amaze people with its fundamental transformational aspect of how to manage what used to be considered routine tasks in a new and much more comprehensive way, as well as, you know, we had several classes like the uh, Rescue Company, which were, again, just amazing results from those good folks. Our good friends at Real World Fireground Ops brought in a uh, construction firefighter who was unbelievably talented in the building of realistic and effective props. So that was the hot side, continued to just uh, amaze everyone and uh, was really, really successful. So let's talk about the inside stuff in the conference halls. How did uh, What was new and different this year about that? Oh, we had the most fantastic panel from UL Labs, and the participants in it were reviewing the latest uh, study on interior firefighting. 
And if you haven't had a chance to view it yet, probably one of the most elegant and balanced discussion on the review of a panel ever. Ray McCormick participated, uh, Clark, uh, several other wonderful participants. And it is, uh, it's balanced, it's measured, it's uh, insightful. The, the wisdom is just off the charts. And that, that was so refreshing to see versus the silly vitriolic name calling and, you know, finger pointing and silliness that, you know, it often pervades and, and, and imposes itself upon us at any discussion of fire tactics. This was, this was a, a wonderful evaluation of the study and a wonderful insight into some of the, the things that uncovered. It was just fantastic. And then we continued to have wonderful presentations about how to better maintain our physical conditioning from people like Dan Carrigan and people like Adam LaRue. The list goes on and on. Uh, just, you know, folks who have just dedicated their lives to our physical, emotional, spiritual wellness. And then we had the, uh, the troop practitioners, Dan DeGrice, their great class on the therapeutic modalities for firefighters, which was incredibly well attended and incredibly well done. The keynotes were phenomenal. Paul Combs, who I think is probably the greatest thinker on the American Fire Service of our generation, just because of the way he captures what we're all thinking month after month in a silly illustration that he just kind of passes off and we consider to be Mona Lisa's, right? You know, it's it's interesting because I've seen his work for years. I didn't realize what a speaker he was, but for you to have him as the lead-off speaker, he must be quite powerful. Oh, he's a, he's a dear, dear friend, and uh, I think he's brilliant. I think he's insightful. I think he's dynamic. I think he's, I think he's possessed by uh, an artist of the past. And uh, his daughter, equally as talented and amazing. And so, you know, he'll be around for generations, capturing lesson after lesson and encapsulating thought after thought. He is just a blessing. And then Paul Doherty who spoke about technology on Thursday was amazing. Donnie Dimes was recognized for 30 years of serving at FDIC, which is just amazing. We had a gentleman who uh, from TFT, his name is Rod Carringer, who celebrated his 50th, 50th FDIC. Aaron Fields was amazing. Andoni Castros was so well-deserved. And, and to see my good friend Bill Gustin get lifetime achievement, just it just warmed my heart because very few people are as deserving for the many, many lives that he has influenced and changed and saved and protected. We all were just celebrating life and, and uh, firefighting, which I consider to be the best damn job anybody could ever have. If you like Code 3, you'll love the Code 3 Bull Session. It's more discussion with our guests on any topic. Sometimes it's serious. Sometimes it's not so serious, but it's only available to patrons of Code 3. Find out what you've been missing. Go to Code3Podcast.com slash support. Pledge just $10 a month to support Code 3, and you'll get immediate access to all the bull sessions in our library and future interviews as we post them. Become a patron today, support the show, and get access to the Code 3 bull sessions. FDIC, of course, is more than that conference or that convention, and yet I'll bet that you start working on the 2020 version about a day after the 2019 version's over. No, actually, we started working on 2020, oh, I want to say probably October of last year. 
Yeah, uh, we, uh, we I've already selected the keynoters for 2020. I already we've already looked at so we already made several decisions about conference and some other constructs. We uh, we do our budget about three years in advance. We so a great deal of work has already been done. That's I was going to say it's incredible, but it's really not a surprise because with an event that large, you've got to be working as far in advance as you possibly can. Right, we sure do. So what things do you see on the horizon that'll be interesting for next year's version? Well, we've got tremendous opportunities in terms of community-based paramedicine and seeing how that will filter into the American Fire Service. So rather than just service delivery and chirping people off into ambulances to go hither and gnaw, we're going to be seeing paramedics and PAs and such doing in-home medical care, which I think will greatly reduce people's financial burdens, greatly improve people's quality of life, and provide a whole new avenue for the fire service, not only in terms of cost recovery, but in terms of providing you know, the opportunity to capture our proudest endeavor to save lives and, and take care of our communities. So I think that's going to be excellent. We're seeing a great deal of work done on the cognitive side for how do we integrate some of this new technology into decision-making on the fire ground, which is very interesting. I would behoove everyone to take a look at Dr. Wood's study from 2015 on the introduction of drone technology into decision-making on the fire ground. And then I think we're also going to be looking at the advances of AR and VR into realistic training and things of that nature. On the PPE side, we had a tremendous presentation by Dr. Graham Plessy on PFOAs and PFASs and how they're in our gear and what that means. And this is just a small sampling of a very focused study, but it certainly uh, opened us up to the fact that much more research is needed and needs to be done, and that was good. We saw the DHS folks there this year, represented by Mr. John Merrill, who runs the DHS uh, Technology Division, and he had, he had a presentation, and he'll be back next year with his team, and they're helping us to look at how to integrate much of this technology that's uh, being put into commercialization to help the fire service. And then we saw our friends from CDC under the direction of Dr. Wendy Dick had her whole team there presenting. They'll be back next year. We've reserved six slots for the CDC to cover everything from medical deaths to traffic deaths to accident investigation to opioids, how to manage that risk for next year. We saw our friends from obviously UL and NIOSH and FM Global and, and they've all agreed to come back and, and that's fantastic. And so we've really, uh, really had a wonderful year. It's really quite an event and you obviously have your finger on the pulse of what's coming up next. So we're looking forward to 2020. <laughs> and the basics. Fundamentals, history, and tradition are so critical to our understanding. And if we don't understand who we are, why we do what we do, and where it came from, then we can't innovate, we can't create, we can't craft a vision for the future. We're basically blind, you know. So I think we're seeing several things which are just phenomenal. I think we're seeing the truly the republicanization, I would say. And by that, I mean, we've, we've been heretofore almost an aristocracy, perhaps maybe even a tyranny of ideology. But the fire service is breaking that mold and we're no longer comfortable with anyone speaking for us. We demand to be heard independently. And I think that's a good thing. We're not this monolithic culture that marches to anyone's drumbeat or supports anyone's political agenda or anyone firefighting, you know, methodology or ideology. And as such, Organizations like the NFPA, the IAFF, the NFFF, the NBSC are evolving in much the same way. And it's really, really amazing to see the receptiveness and the openness and the, uh, and the deliberate attention to concern that all those organizations are showing to their membership. It's just, it's just an absolutely fantastic time to be a firefighter, specifically an American firefighter. And, and just for full disclosure, I don't give a twist about anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. We'll leave it there. 
Bobby Alden, I'll let you get back to working out. Thanks for being a part of Code 3 today. And I am at mile 12.2. In three more miles, I'll have completed my daily 15-mile elliptical regimen. And I hope everybody out there has something that they enjoy doing every day or at least five or six times a week as much. And and, uh, happy Easter and God bless all. And we put some more information about next year's FDIC conference on our website at Code3Podcast.com slash FDIC2020. Check it out. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code3. I want to hear what you think of the show. Just email me, scott at Code3Podcast.com. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more. I'm Scott Orr, and until then, stay safe. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To contact us, get more information on today's topic, or subscribe to the podcast, go to Code3Podcast.com.